Good afternoon. It's Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is Monday, May 25th, and my mission is to serve the people of Cumberland North, to influence public policy for the greater good, to promote the people and the area, to grow our economy and our GDP, to improve population health, and to work towards us having world-class healthcare services. That is my mission, that is my purpose, that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. First thing I'd like to say today is thank you to our paramedics. This week is Paramedic Services Week, and we honor and we thank all of our paramedics. If you know of any paramedics personally, please reach out, say thank you, and share a little extra love with them this week. We continue to be under a state of emergency here in Nova Scotia due to the global pandemic caused by COVID-19 coronavirus. Really, Nova Scotia and our entire maritime region is doing quite well. Our citizens here, for the most part, are being careful, physical distancing of six feet or more, and wearing masks while out in public spaces. Nova Scotia had one new case yesterday, and the positive cases in Nova Scotia are in the long-term care facilities um, in Halifax. And unfortunately, they're they're affecting the residents in those long-term care facilities as well as staff. We have had no new cases of COVID-19 in the Northern Zone for more than two weeks, and we've had no known positive cases here in Cumberland County. This pandemic has wreaked havoc across the world. We've seen it. And it's impacted all of our lives as our state of emergency, which is still in place here, requires that no more than five people gather at any one time, unless it's you're with your immediate family bubble. And it also has many businesses and professionals, such as our dentists, still mandated to be closed. We are reopening here, though, slowly in Nova Scotia. We are, in fact, the slowest in the country, unfortunately. Some people think that's a good thing and take it slow, while others are very frustrated by the lack of planning and communication by our government. We're the only province in the entire country of Canada without a plan. Um, The Premier, however, has made a few announcements over the past few weeks, reopening beaches, golf courses, parks, all of course with physical distancing rules still in place. As things reopen, my advice to you is to continue to be cautious. When you are around others, wear a mask, keep six feet apart, and do not share food. Continue washing your hands with soap and water, and use hand sanitizer when that is not available. These are all habits that we are going to need to continue long into the future until a vaccine is developed and given. Now, on the weekend, there's been pictures on the news, uh, mostly out of Toronto, of of large gatherings of people together, not physical distancing, and a lot of frustration, especially on the on the part of healthcare professionals that are working frontline every day and and potentially sacrificing themselves and and their families. So I do want to just remind everyone to continue physical distancing, continue to wear masks while in public spaces and continue with the hand washing and know that these are new habits uh, that we are going to need to continue. And habits are hard to form and it's so easy to fall back into old patterns and old behaviors uh, for all of us, myself included. So let's all be diligent and let's all gently remind one another when we do forget um, 
any of these important infection control measures. Remember, all of these infection control measures are to help reduce the chances of the spread of the illness of the vaccine. And we know through research, it's showing more and more that many people are, are um, infected with the virus, but do not have any symptoms. They're asymptomatic. So even though you may not have symptoms, there is a chance that you could have the illness and potentially spread it to those that are vulnerable in our community. So that's why it's important to wear a mask to prevent the spread from yourself to others. Remember, if you have any one of these following symptoms, you should be tested. And the, the proper way to get your testing is to call 811 and they will give you directions of where to go to get tested. So if you have any symptoms of fever, chills, sweats, cough or worsening of a previous cough, shortness of breath, muscle aches, sneezing, nasal congestion, runny nose, hoarse voice, diarrhea, unusual fatigue, loss of sense of smell or taste, red, purple, or bluish lesions on the feet, toes, or fingers without a clear cause. If you have any of those symptoms, you can get tested for COVID-19 coronavirus. And don't hesitate because if you happen to be positive and not get tested and not know, then you potentially could be spreading this disease to other people in your family and, and others in the community. So we encourage testing if you have any of these symptoms. Some other updates are the IWK is now able to allow additional support people for patients where it is operationally feasible, is the words, being used and safe to do so um, within the current public health safety guidelines. Also, there's new guidelines for support people going into the hospital. If you have a loved one in hospital, this has been a real challenge uh, for many and caused a lot of stress over the last few weeks. The visitor restrictions have been adjusted at all Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia Health Authority facilities. And this was as of Friday. So right now, two support people are permitted for individuals receiving palliative care or medical assistance in dying and children admitted to hospital as well as if you're in labor and giving birth. One support person is now permitted for children in outpatient settings, patients who need assistance, but not limited to cancer care, some emergency outpatient and critical care situations. So those are new guidelines as of last Friday. There are some healthcare services resuming this week, which is a very good thing. We're all happy to see that. If you're waiting for a health test or procedure or surgery, don't wait for your surgeon or your physician to call you. I recommend you calling them, asking them for an update of when your appointment will be. Uh, your family doctors are all still working. Call their office if you need an appointment. And don't just wait for them to call you. Call and reach out and ask for an update. Family physicians are still making uh, phone calls to patients and bringing people in to see them in person when necessary and then taking the proper precautions, of course. Pharmacies are now allowed to give 90-day prescriptions once again. So that, that caused a lot of, of stress. I received a lot of phone calls and emails about when pharmacies were limited to only giving 30-day prescriptions at a time. But uh, thankfully, they are once again able to give 90-day prescription refills. Last week, I held a meeting, of course, 
over Zoom, virtually, with our neighboring MLA, Megan Mitten, from Sackville, New Brunswick, along with our Chamber of Commerce, the Chamber of Commerce from Moncton, New Brunswick, and several business owners here and across the border. The topic was the New Brunswick border rules and the challenges that we are facing, both personally, uh, our citizens, as well as businesses. The New Brunswick border rules, uh, you know, we're questioning them. Uh, Many people are questioning if they're in fact breaking the Canadian constitutional rights and freedoms. Uh, So because of that, I did write a letter to Prime Minister Trudeau on Friday, and I'm going to read you some excerpts from that letter. Many of the constituents in my area are questioning if the current border rules in New Brunswick are in direct conflict with our Canadian constitutional rights and freedoms. I am requesting you, the Prime Minister, the federal government, to examine the current New Brunswick border rules. The current border restrictions are preventing Nova Scotia residents from entering New Brunswick. Many of the people that are being prevented across the border include citizens accessing health care services and treatments, business owners attempting to retrieve or deliver goods and supplies, business owners going to their place of business, farmers needing to fertilize and plant fields, farmers needing to purchase feed for their animals, citizens accessing the Moncton International Airport, citizens accessing their own property, as well as citizens who share custody in the neighboring province. There are many other scenarios, but the ones above are the most common. I've been receiving numerous complaints daily from Nova Scotians. I'm also receiving complaints from New Brunswickers who are being punished for coming into Nova Scotia for some of the same reasons that I have listed above and being made to quarantine for 14 days upon returning to New Brunswick. This is making it nearly impossible to manage farms and businesses and preventing some citizens from receiving necessary health care. I am concerned with the growing anger and frustration, and I am worried that someone may get hurt before long if the restrictions are kept in place to the same degree that is currently being enforced. I have written to Premier Higgs, Premier McNeil, and Premier King in PEI to ask for maritime cooperation and collaboration regarding border restrictions. The anger by our citizens is building daily. Citizens have consulted lawyers regarding their constitutional rights and freedoms, and public protests are being planned. I would like to avoid these, if possible, by asking for more reasonable border rules. We have enjoyed a long, beautiful relationship with our neighboring province of New Brunswick, and this is being damaged daily. We've benefited from zero positive COVID-19 cases in Cumberland County, and my citizens pose no public health threat to those in our border province of New Brunswick. We share family, health care services, and strong economic relationships with those in southern New Brunswick, and both of our areas are doing well with no COVID outbreaks. Ensuring health and safety while reopening our economy are important next steps. Please assist us in Northern Nova Scotia to be successful in reopening our economy, which is completely reliant on safely reopening the Nova Scotia and New Brunswick borders. We must also ensure that constitutional rights and freedoms of all Canadian citizens are being upheld. So that is just a a quick excerpt from the letter that I did send through to Prime Minister Trudeau, as well as copied our Member of Parliament, Lenore Zahn. And I will continue to work 
on this issue as by far it is the most pressing issue that's coming to me on a daily basis. If I get 100 messages a day, 95 of them are about the border, the New Brunswick-Nova Scotia border. Other issues that I'm working on include roads, internet, forestry, municipal affairs. So with roads, as uh, you know, if you've been driving at all, the frost is coming out of the roads and we're seeing more damage and ruts. If you know of any specific areas that need repair, you can certainly call my office, 902-661-2288, and we will inform the local Department of Transportation, make sure that they're aware of work that needs to be done. Please tell us the problem and the exact address. Also, internet. Uh, We received a petition from some citizens who are urging the improvement of their internet as soon as possible. Certainly with more people working from home during the pandemic, as well as students homeschooling, accessible and reliable internet is absolutely necessary. So I did share that petition with our Department of Business as well as our local municipal governments who are working in partnership with our province to ensure that all residents of Cumberland North and Cumberland County have reliable, accessible internet service. Every week I've been meeting with local forestry leaders and I'm happy to say we're having our next public meeting on Sunday, May 31st. And you're all welcome to join us. We're going to be sharing uh, our, our strategy for ensuring we have a healthy forestry industry here in Cumberland County. And if you're looking for information of how to access that public meeting, which will be held online, of course, due to the public health restrictions uh, because of the pandemic, please reach out to my office. Um, Or if you go onto my Facebook site, there's a poster with information about the meeting, but we we would love to have as much public participation as possible. So again, my phone number for the office is 902-661-2288. I've also been working in my critic area of municipal affairs. Village elections across the province were canceled last minute uh, last week due to the state of emergency. Uh, That was the reason given. Unfortunately, villages were given very little notice. Most many of them had elections scheduled for this this coming week and had to postpone and cancel after investing a lot of time and and money and effort into that. Municipal elections... um, for our 49 municipalities in the province are scheduled to go ahead for October and I'll certainly be working with all of them as well as the Nova Scotia Federation of Municipalities to ensure that our province provides uh, the necessary leadership for planning. Uh, Last week I also was out in Tidnish to look at some road work as well as to take a look at the suspension bridge in Tidnish. And that is something that I've been communicating with our Department of Lands and Forestry on and looking to have some repair work done there so that people can enjoy that uh, beautiful suspension bridge uh, and be able to use it for their hiking trails. Just an update for the Shinnemacass Fire Department also. The, the department is working hard to rebuild. And if you have any questions or if you're interested in helping the Shinnemacass Fire Department to rebuild, I encourage you to reach out to the chief, Jesse Brine. If you'd like, you can reach out to me and I can put you in touch with them. We're going to need full community support and effort. And there is insurance, thankfully, to cover the damages. But as you know, there's always a need for as much public participation and support in these projects as possible. 
There's so many things I could include in this weekly update. There's only so much time. So if you have any questions about anything that I have not discussed today, please reach out to my office. Uh, Again, 902-661-2288. Or feel free to email me at elizabeth.smith-mccrossan at novascotia.ca. My staff and I are here to serve you each and every day. I want to share with you some some good news, something that I was so proud of. Doctors Nova Scotia give out eight awards each year. And out of those eight physicians that were honored this year, three of them, three of them came from Cumberland North. I'm so proud of Dr. Kelly Morris. She received the award for Rural Physician of the Year. That's for the entire province of Nova Scotia. Dr. Kelly Morris has been here with us in Amherst for 10 years now. And just want to say congratulations to Dr. Kelly Morris for that, that receiving that award and, and just the great work that you continue to provide our communities. Also, Dr. Yannicka Gradstein received an award for Doctors Nova Scotia. And that, that award was for all of the work that she's done with other physicians and with our community in with the recruitment and retention of physicians committee. So congratulations to Dr. Gradstein as well. And lastly, our Dr. Paul Van Boxel received the CMA Honorary Membership Award. Dr. Van Boxel's just an amazing man. He is a general surgeon. He continues to to assist in our operating rooms here at Cumberland Regional. He assists many of several of our surgeons. And he's also very involved behind the scenes with policy recommendations for our healthcare system. He's been certainly a strong friend and ally of mine, providing advice where needed um, in many areas, but in particular for our healthcare system and policy. So congratulations to all three of these physicians. Some of you on Facebook may have noticed that I did a lot of planting and gardening on the weekend, and I'm encouraging all of you listening this year to plant a garden, whether it's some planters on your deck, whether it's a big or a small garden in your yard, or whether if you don't have land, to participate in a local community garden. We need to ensure we have a strong food supply for ourselves and for our families this fall and this winter, and I'm encouraging everyone to participate. I'd like to send out birthday greetings to anyone who is celebrating a birthday this week. And in particular, I want to send a happy birthday greeting to Jim Hathaway. It's a belated birthday wish, but he recently celebrated a milestone birthday. Jim is someone that's well-respected here in our communities, and we want to wish him well and many, many more years of health and happiness. I'd like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently. And especially I'd like to mention a few families that I'm thinking of right now, and in particular, the family of Ernest Landry, uh, a young man who, who died recently. And I want, um, want to extend my sympathies to his wife, Michelle, and his four daughters and their families. It's a very sad, difficult time. Also, sending my sympathies to the family of Charles Roy Amos, and that's Joanne Gibson's father, and want to let Joanne and all of her family know that I'm thinking of them. And then Beverly Mason died suddenly this past weekend from out Amherst Headway, and I want to extend my sympathies to all of the family and friends of Beverly Mason, and to anyone else who may have lost a loved one in recent days. 
I'd like to say thank you to CFTA 107.9 and Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Have a great week, everyone. Take care of yourselves and take care of others.